Well, here we are. It is time, Simba. If you understand that reference, you might be about the age where we should be working together. It's possible. But it is now one of three times a year that I'm accepting clients for my freedom framework, overcoming food sensitivities and increasing energy without unnecessary restriction. My goal for my one-on-one clients is to take them through frameworks and explore tools for achieving 50, 80, 90% of their goals in just a few months and show them how to continue to heal on their own so they don't need me anymore. Honestly, I think we're doing great one-on-one work here, helping women that would otherwise be falling through the cracks, thinking that they're just aging, that they're just moms, that they just, and it may be true that they just have stress when really those stress hormones and their other core systems just really need some serious support and some serious love to serve them for years to come without symptoms. So if you'd like to clear inflammation, eczema, food sensitivities, or improve energy and brain clarity, I'd love to chat with you. You can book a call with me at kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, and that link will be in the show notes. You need to be in a good mood and you need to know what helps you stay in a good mood, what helps you get out of a bad mood, what helps you get out of feeling stressed, what helps you get out of fear or sadness or loneliness or anger. Welcome to the Less Stressed Life Podcast, where our only priority is providing those aha moments to uplevel your life, health, and happiness. Your host, integrative dietitian nutritionist Krista Bigler, helps health conscious women reduce the stress and confusion around food, fatigue, digestive, and skin issues at lessstressnutrition.com. Now, on to the show. Today's episode of the Less Stress Life podcast is powered by Zin. Yes, Zin. It's a refreshing turmeric infused beverage, a little like a sports drink with a shot of anti-inflammatory power that comes in four delicious flavors. Turmeric is one of the most anti-inflammatory and widest studied herbs in the world, and its absorption is massively increased when combined with a compound from black pepper. Zin has figured out how to get this black pepper compound in its delicious drink without compromising flavor. You can get 25% off a case of Zin and just $5 shipping at drinkzin. That's drinkzyn.com. All right. Today on The Less Stressed Life, we have Dr. Ellie Katz. Now, we all seem to cling to familiar habits, even if in our logical minds, we know that some of them are no good for us. So after decades of working in the field, Dr. Ellie Katz has concluded that self-sabotage is part of the human condition. We all have attachments we'd be better off without. In the end, it doesn't really matter if it's food, the lottery, low self-esteem, guilt, or perfectionism. In her writing, Dr. Katz sets out to tackle the everyday face of addiction, exploring root causes, personal struggles, and the gift of recovery. She is the author of When Sane People Do Insane Things, My Last Summer as a Fat Girl, and Loving Kisses from the Padded Cell. She's a leading practitioner of holistic psychotherapy, and for the last 40 years, her eclectic interventions have been featured using meditation, guided thinking, and Bach flower remedies. She is really a world traveler. She's been all over the place, and we're going to let her tell us a little bit about herself. Welcome, Dr. Katz. How do you do? Hi, Krista. Good morning. Good morning and good afternoon Uh, in Israel, right? Well, the evening is coming. It's almost the crepuscular hour. Yes. The sun will go down. The days are getting shorter. Yes, they are, aren't they? So talk to us about what holistic psychotherapy is and how you got involved into it, because it's not the norm, right? No, I don't know. 
Today, it is a little more mainstream. People are branching out. What used to be conventional conversation between a patient and a therapist, now for me, would involve other things. For the last 35 years, I'm working with the Bach Flower Remedies. It's kind of homeopathic, very, very fabulous, powerful way of either addressing hard, tenacious personality traits that are not getting you anywhere or some particular right now stress, trauma, something that's got you by the throat. So it can address your personality or the things that you're experiencing right now. They even quantify fear. So you need to specify what the person is afraid of. They could be intensely afraid of the welfare of someone else, or they could be experiencing terrible fear in the night or uh, fear that they're going to lose their mind. So it's very, very fabulous system. And because there are only 38 flowers, it's not all that complicated and mysterious. It's very well spelled out. came about a physician in England years and years ago, a century ago, almost, came up with this stuff. He was a physician and a homeopath, and I love it. I love working with the remedies. I've helped so many people at our rehab. That's one thing I do. Another, of course, is aromatherapy. When I work with my groups, which I do almost every day, my office and tissues I distribute have the aromatherapy of rose and grapefruit oil, these essential oils on the tissue. They breathe that. It shoots right up into the brain, and you feel more calm and more hopeful. It affects your mood and your state of relaxation or agitation. So It's marvelous. Oh, so aromatherapy and Bach flower therapy, are there other modalities that you use in holistic psychotherapy? Well, I'm very, very interested in helping people relax through guided thinking. And that is something everybody gets a taste of when they work with me. Shut your eyes and begin to imagine things that you wish to have happen or things that scare you that have happened and we work around it. When the mind is in an altered state, it is much more accepting of suggestion. I like that. No one's ever said that before, that the altered state is more open to suggestion. So that makes sense. Sure. Well, that's the heart and soul of hypnosis. That's why it works. Mm. Because when you hypnotize someone, you're talking to a part of the brain that is not going to go, hey, what are you talking about? That's nuts. No, it's okay. I could hear it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why not? The suggestions, you're buying them rather than riling and railing against them and saying, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. I have a terrible toothache and she's telling me, put my hand on my face and imagine that my hand is a glove with anesthesia in it. Now, if you said that to a person in a normal waking state of consciousness, they tell you to shut up, you're ridiculous, leave me alone. It's not going to help my toothache. But when the person is in an altered state of consciousness, why would they argue? Sure. Yeah. Glove anesthesia. 
I too. I'm in. Cool. I can tell you're from New York a little bit in this story. I like it. <laughs> New Yorker. Yeah. But I'm actually Israeli for 43 years. Yeah. So. You were talking about fear earlier a little bit. You said you have to quantify people's fear. I just have a question for you. Do you think most things are centered around fear? You talk about you help people with these undesirable things that they have going on, low self-esteem, guilt, perfectionism, OCD, whatever it is that they need to handle that's self-sabotaging them. You can help them through that with different modalities. So would you say fear is at the root of most of this? Ooh, Krista, fear, sadness, loneliness, confusion, abuse. I'm looking for root causes. Oh, so the three main things here that are very powerful negative states are fear, anger, and sadness. And they would be enough to take you all the way to the crazy places, crazy places where you then end up addicted. When in reality, all you were trying to do was calm down a little or soothe that rejection, soothe that isolation. And you find yourself in a situation that's bigger than you, way bigger than you. But fear is a very, very big thing. Stress, fear, sure, but depression as well, and anger as well, and self-righteousness and all that stuff. And I remind you that I work in a rehab, so I'm confronting on a daily basis people who have created various escape mechanism just to cope, Is that to get through the day or get through the night. Give us some examples of what these escape mechanisms look like for coping. You want me to talk about addiction or you want me to talk about what? I'm not sure I know. Well, what you, you said people use different mechanisms to escape their life. So an idea, a thing that I've talked about with past guests is that sometimes we procrastinate because we're afraid of doing something else, right? So we sit down and scroll social media because we don't want to go do the other thing, right? We know we, procrastination is a mechanism of something else. So are there other common things that come up in practice all the time? Addiction is fine. Just an example of something that someone does when they're trying to handle an emotion. Well, let's say you have an unsettling phone call and you're fumbling, reaching for your cigarette. Nobody would go to a rehab because they smoke cigarettes, but it's your response to the stress of that phone call. You grab a cigarette. One of my addicts would say, oh, I can't take this. This is horrible. I need a drink. Or uh, God knows. Mm -hmm. There are many, many things people do to calm down. Obviously, food which is a benign substance, you know very well about nutrition. You definitely know your stuff. I know my stuff from the point of view of people eating, overeating, undereating, playing all kinds of games around the food. But the overeater is going to run to the food when they are bored, when they're aggravated, when they're stressed, any kind of reason, even when they're celebrating. It goes with food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that all the time. So I'm glad you mentioned it because very often I feel that that's outside of my scope of practice, right? Because that's more of this other feeling that, uh, that I feel like someone in your shoes can help someone work through a bit better. So from the point of view of food, I can go on and on. 
Well, that is interesting. Almost every one of my patients, even though they're addicted to heroin or they're addicted to alcohol or they're addicted to pornography or they're gamblers, has a body image issue and has a problem with food somehow. They're guilty when they eat or they didn't eat enough or na na na. Food is a thing. Food is a thing. Right, because everyone eats all day long, right? And so why wouldn't it be a piece? It's something we all share or we all have a commonality. So it's either a wonderful thing or sometimes it turns into not a wonderful thing for people, depending on how they're using it as an escape mechanism, right? You got it. And there's the verb, using it. Mm -hmm. So I was reading through your site and someone was talking about how you use six different behavioral principles to help people free themselves from the inner rules that they create for themselves, these imaginary rules, right? Like I have to be here at this time or whatever the perfectionism is or whatever it is, right? Can you walk us through some of those behavior principles, please? Oh, gladly. All right. So I call them the six essentials. And the first one is good mood. I believe the most important thing that you can bring to your health and well-being is being in a good mood, being enthusiastic, being optimistic, being hopeful, feeling a sense of delight, being alive. You need to be in a good mood and you need to know what helps you stay in a good mood, what helps you get out of a bad mood, what helps you get out of feeling stressed, what helps you get out of fear or sadness or loneliness or anger. You need to be in a good mood and you need to be highly aware of the things that make you happy. Now, obviously, if I'm working in a rehab, the things that made people happy are not necessarily uh life-supporting. They're often dangerous things, ridiculous, embarrassing, idiotic things. So we don't want that on our list of building up an arsenal of what keeps us in a good mood. We need to find out if making music or hearing music or looking at colors or certain smells or taking a walk in nature or just going to a flower shop or playing with a puppy, or even thinking of a puppy, or a good friend, a smile. You need to know which elements on this planet ensure your good mood and keep you elevated, happy, enthusiastic, and ready for the next thing. Beautifully ready. I love it. Mine's going outside and hanging out with the chickens in the morning. (laughs) Not that anyone cares. (laughs) So you just said, chicks, guess what? I live on a farm. And this morning, I have three little baby chicks, two weeks old, in my in a box. And I take them out a couple of times a day, and I hold them, and I pat them, and they fall asleep in my arms on my chest. And it's a dream. Yeah. And they bring These you joy. These things. How could you not smile? Right. I love oh, That's cute. Sure. Yep. I love it. Okay. What's number two? Number two is relaxation. You need to know how to quiet your mind. And again, unfortunately, my addicts found all tricky avenues for quieting their minds. And a lot of those things were related to drug use, prescription medication, or uh, God knows, pornography, gambling, 
even though gambling is exciting, they used it to kind of calm down, which is strange oxymoron. So you coach people to use the different forms of relaxation. If maybe the form that they're choosing isn't helping their life. Maybe. Ha, ha, ha. ha, ha. But I was just going to say to you in Hebrew, which means, oh, and how. And how not the right choice. But definitely the goal there in mine was I want to calm down. I want to calm down. So you could get addicted to benzodiazepines. You could only calm down with a glass of whiskey. You could only calm down with a joint. It goes on and on. Dr. Katz, I was convinced you were going to start singing that Taylor Swift song. You need to calm down. <laughs> Never mind. There's a new oh, song that says, that. you I've said, uh, you, I want to calm down. And all it's a very catchy song. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's not have Krista sing on this. All right. Because when you said Taylor, my Taylor, Taylor is James Taylor. And my favorite song that he ever sang is, shower the people you love with love. Show them the way that you feel. Because the third essential is love and kindness. Oh, I love it. Love. Thank you for bringing that in. like it. <laughs> All right. Love and kindness. You got to have something sorry, to love, even if it's baby. Wonders, who the heck am I that I don't know who Taylor Swift is? <laughs> don't worry. They might Swift, be rolling their Swift. eyes at me, too. It's just my, we really like to crank that song up for my little kids, especially when they're having a fit. You need to calm down. Anyway, uh, uh, it's a good, okay. it's mostly just good lyrics. So love and kindness. I mean, the chickens, they embody the love and kindness. Tell us more. Well, just imagine that you're in an environment, you're a stranger, and you come in and people are treating you with love and kindness. There's a smile, there's a sweet feeling in the air, and you feel safe. You feel safe. It's people at their best are loving and kind. Unfortunately, my list of six essentials has a list of six hazards that go hand in hand. So obviously, the opposite of love and kindness are people that are hateful and harsh and cranky and crabby and critical and nasty, mean-spirited. And we don't lack any of that, do we? I understand. I love the picture you painted for that because when you first said love and kindness, I wasn't envisioning hospitality and that warm welcome. But that is a huge piece on someone enjoying where they live, on their environment, their community, you know, feeling welcome and love, you know, having kindness. Right. I mean, love and kindness is something that happens in a dialogue with other people. Love and kindness is uh, something that happens in a social environment. People are smiling. People are offering to help. People are listening to you. It's very, very safe. It's very, very tender. Mm -hmm. And it's growth promoting. Yeah. Nothing more lovely than feeling safe. Right. And welcome. Right. Okay, what's number four? Number four is forgiveness and it's very very critical because most people hold grudges that's the hazard of forgiveness most people can't forgive themselves and suffer enormously from pangs of guilt and conscience in fact i'm sure a lot of our self-destructive habits and behavior patterns are rooted 
in our feeling that we're not good enough. We did inexcusable things and we are very angry with ourselves. Very, very angry. We're not only mad and resentful toward the people who did or didn't meet our standards, who did or didn't treat us well, but we're also mad at ourselves. I love that. We have disappointed ourselves uh, endlessly. And it's why we give back into something we know we shouldn't do, because we feel like, well, I've already done this, so what's doing it again? Yeah. Uh Oh, we have that very much. And it's especially interesting when people are in some version or some stage of recovery, and then they have a slip, they have a relapse, and then they say, oh, well, what the hell? I did it, so let's go. Party, celebrate, what's the diff? I already broke my perfect record, so who cares? Mm-hmm. I'll just do it. More. I love it. Yay. Right. And then there's big party, and then they come crawling back to the rehab full of remorse, full of anger toward themselves, and it's not so easy to pick yourself up again. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's number five? Flexibility. It is of enormous importance to be able to approach a new thing with interest. A new thing, by definition, needs me to be flexible because I have to do something I've never done before. I'm in uncharted territory. I don't know anything of what is going to be and how it operates. And I've got to be flexible enough to say, okay, I don't know how to do this. I have never done this. But yeah, I could do it. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. And I root myself on like a cheerleader. Come on, you could do this. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. You don't have to worry about failing or succeeding. Be flexible enough to try something new. Yeah. I love these. Why not? I love how you describe these. So what's the sixth behavior principle that helps people free themselves of those inner rules? Discipline. Discipline. It's the sixth of the six essentials, and it's the one that keeps you doing. So let's say you've mastered your good mood, but you might be a bit lazy. You're enthusiastic at the get-go of this new project, this new uh, diet, this new health club, and then the routine gets you kind of bored lazy. That's the opposite of discipline. And you don't perpetuate this good thing you're doing. Eh, I'm not in the mood. Eh, it's hard. Eh, it's boring. No, 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 no. You can't afford the luxury of slipping into that kind of lazy place. Mm-hmm. You will accomplish nothing. You will seem to be up for the task. Oh boy, I can't wait to do this. I'm going to really do this. And then people don't follow through. People often do not complete the task. Somewhere along the line, they had enough and goodbye. Shalom. Mm -hmm. Did you know that shalom means hello, goodbye, and peace? I knew that once. But I did not, that was not in, I couldn't have just told you that, but I have heard that before. And I love that it means all three things, right? The same as aloha, hello and goodbye, but not peace. That's right? a beautiful peace, yes. 
So I love this. I'm going to recap the six essentials for health and well-being or the things that help people free themselves from these inner rules. The first one was good mood, being alive, knowing what helps you stay in a good mood. The second was relaxation. How do you quiet your mind? Sometimes we use things that are not positive for us, addictive type things for relaxation. So learning how we quiet the mind otherwise. The third is love and kindness. And my favorite piece of how you described this was really the hospitality because if people feel warm and welcome, then they want to stay a while, then they want to be there. And that's such a good point, because we can think of love and kindness in a very, very, very broad way. And I just love that you brought in hospitality is that's what that is. Fourth was forgiveness. And I like how you said forgiveness is almost the reason we do things over and over and over because we're frustrated with ourselves, we're angry at ourselves, and we don't get forgive and make peace and move on. So that was kind of interesting. Flexibility, you'd said it's so important to approach a new thing with flexibility, because if we're very rigid, that's kind of one of those personality types. And then lastly, discipline. I like you saying, when I wake up, I'm going to do this thing because before this, I didn't have that thing. So I do want to talk quickly about before we kind of wrap up about the Bach flower remedies, because before today, I didn't know what that was. And so you mentioned that it's 38 flowers, a physician that was also a homeopath many years ago created it. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? Is that like homeopathy or is it something else? No, this is much simpler. Look, a musical instrument in the hands of uh, a man is not going to sound like a kid five years old scratching out a tune on a violin. Obviously, the smarter you are, the more experienced you are, the more psychologically sensitive you are, the better you will diagnose and prescribe these drops, the flower remedies. But some of them are so obvious and so as they say in England, spot on. You can't miss them. I'll tell you a story. 35 years ago, when I started using the remedies, two women in the same week spoke to me about they had daughters who were waking up in the night, screaming, waking up the other kids. It was just an extreme terror and fear in the night. Nightmares, heebie-jeebies, and unquiet, specifically to the night. Well, lo and behold, there are no coincidences. I was just reading about one of the Bach remedies, which is for extreme terror and fear, often manifesting at night. I said to these two women, I know this sounds a little wacky, but I am going to give, because I had the set already, I bought the set. I'm going to give you these bottles with water and some drops in it, Find a way to get your daughters to take it and come back and let me know. Call me crazy. I have no idea if this is going to work, but it's supposed to. Within a very short time, both mothers said, I don't know what was in there. It's a miracle. The kids stopped getting up at night. Kids stopped screaming. No issue. Hmm. I said, whoa, holy moly. What else they got in there? And They have drops for confidence. There's a drop in there to help you break a link with either a habit or a certain new stage in life, you moving, or even a relationship you want to break a link with. Sounds a little wacky, but it really, really works. There's one, a very, very special one called Cherry Plum for the fear that you're going to lose control or lose your mind. You just 
so angry or so upset. This helps. Have you ever heard of something called rescue remedy? I'm not sure. That doesn't. Okay. I don't know. Any health food store or pharmacy in America sells something called the rescue remedy. It's the Bach flower remedy for stress or a very acute, very, very needs attention this minute stressor. And you could give it to a dog, a child, and the person will calm down. So it's kind of like essential oils, but different, right? No, no, no. Essential oils operate in a completely different way. Okay. Don't, we don't want to mix up. Okay. But I use both of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. So Bach flower The remedies. essential oils is called aromatherapy. And it's something you're smelling. Right. And the effect is immediate. Right. right. And the Bach flower remedy, you take drops in water over time and the effect may or may not be immediate. Well, the rescue remedy better be immediate because you're in a big mess. You need the rescue to calm you down on the spot. And that's kind of the point with tranquilizers. They're not going to work in six weeks. They have to work now. I need to be tranquil now. Mm-hmm. Or anesthesia. I'm going to operate on you. You need to get into a state of no consciousness, no pain, or you're going to be screaming when I hit you with a scalpel. Mm -hmm. Certain kinds of drugs have to work at that time. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for schooling me on Bach flower remedies, although I feel like we could probably talk about that for another hour. Dr. Katz, if you could leave people with a gut reaction today of if you were talking right to them with these six elements and they want to let go of some of these things that are keeping them captive or sabotaging them. What's your best advice on something that they can do today or just in general? My best advice is read my books. My best advice is change is possible. My best advice is uh, with God, all things are possible. Thank you. Where can people find you, Dr. Katz? I have a website I'm very pleased with, www.l-e-e-l-l-i-e-katz-k-a-t-z.com. And your I've books. got a blog, yeah, and my books. My books are reviewed on there, summarized. You can take a peek. Amazon, of course. Right, right, Amazon. So your titles are very interesting, and I am going to be go, going to look at some of them after this call. Please. Thank you Please so much, do. Dr. Katz. And oh, Christy, you're lovely. Have a great day. You too, dear. One of the best gifts you could give us at The Less Stress Life is your feedback. We are paid in podcast reviews. If you enjoyed this or any other episode, please leave us a review. In the iTunes store or from your podcast app, just search for Less Stress Life as if you're not already subscribed. Click on the banana face image, scroll to the bottom where it shows the text of other reviews, and write a review. While you're there, hey, make sure you hit subscribe. For Android or Stitcher users, you gotta go to the the desktop site and search for Less Stress Life and then scroll down to leave a review. Stitcher doesn't load Apple reviews on their site, so if you want, you can leave a review in both places. Your feedback means a lot to the success of the show. Thanks so much for taking the time to do that. You rock. 